0: and everywhere go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born the shepherds feared and trembled when low above the earth rang out the angel chorus that held our Savior's birth go tell it on the over the hills and everywhere go tell it on the mountain that jesus christ is born down in the lonely manger the humble christ was born and god sent us salvation that blessed christmas go tell it on the mountain
1: life is old, but i fly away. They go, on, God, to shore, i fly away. i fly away, oh glory, i fly away. In the morning, when I die, hallelujah, bye bye. Ah, fly away. in the shadows off as life gone. Ah, fly away. Where gay birds from these prison doors have flown. Ah, fly away. Ah, fly away, oh glory, yeah. Fly away in the morning when I die. Hallelujah, bye bye. I fly away. Then happy when we meet I fly away. My Glory God or hold my feet. I fly away. I fly away, oh glory, yeah, fly away in the morning. When I die, hallelujah, bye and bye, i fly away. In the morning, when I die, hallelujah, bye bye, I fly away. Just a few more away, with days of me I fly away. So oh, more the rejoice will never end, I fly away. Ah, fly away, oh glory! Yeah, fly away in the morning when I die. Hallelujah, bye bye. Ah, fly away, I fly away.
2: Ready to go yet? We're gonna have one more song. I have all of our men and young boys who come up here we're going to sing our amazing grace. That's been a special request this morning, so we're going to do that. So you all come. good singing you know as we we watch our young people I tell you what a blessing it is and we thank the Lord that they participate in our worship the way they do maybe I believe tonight I think there's going to be some more extra specials and more singing and more instrumentals I'm pretty sure there's going to be anyhow and uh, if I put it out there like that maybe it'll come But at any rate, it is good to be in the Lord's house. We thank God for this blessed opportunity to once again proclaim the truth of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you would, I'd like to open your Bibles to the book of Luke in chapter 2. Luke in chapter 2, and while you're turning there, we'd like to welcome our radio audience. This is Brother John Lybrook, pastor of the Emmanuel Missionary Baptist Church at Old Town. It's just inside of Greenup County or Carter County. You can get to us by taking Route 1 or Route 7. We have a sign on either end of Laurel Road giving you directions to the meeting house known as Emmanuel. And we're thankful that you've taken time today to tune in to WGOH's portion of God's Word. Now, as you can hear, my voice is already very, very tight for whatever reason. But uh, I pray the Lord will help us to get through this morning. Pray God will just bless. But as we embark upon this wonderful Lord's Day, it is the eve of what the world celebrates as the birth of Christ. We that are redeemed actually celebrate the birth of Christ every day that we wake up. Not only the birth of Christ, but the life He lived and the death he died, and the resurrection in which our salvation was secured. So these are messages that around the world today are being heard everywhere. And I want to once again give you the truth about what happened over 2,000 years ago. The Bible states in Luke in chapter 2, and we'll begin reading this, and I want you to just bear with me, we have quite a bit of reading, and I pray the Lord will open up our minds today. Verse number 1 of Luke 2, the Bible says, And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made by Serenius Was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, every one to his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. This is what I say to every person that's under the hearing of my word today. Whether you're in this house, or whether you're out in radio land, or maybe you're out around this world somewhere else, listening by way of sermon audio. This was the... One of the most wonderful events about to take place. And yet it was a time when great fear would have come upon these individuals. For seeing what they saw, no doubt took them by surprise. I mean, could you just imagine? Could you just imagine as you were out in the field some late night, and all of a sudden an angel appeared unto thee. Yes, I would say that that would be an amazing thing to happen. But the angel said unto them something that I feel that all the world around needs to know. He said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be not just to some people but to all people. And that's speaking about all the races of people around the world. This is what this is speaking of. All the peoples around the world We're going to be blessed because of this one event. The virgin born son of God. The miraculous happening that has never happened since and never will again. Think about this now. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And again, you, you have to see where we're at here in time. These were the shepherds who first saw this newborn child. The wise men who came later saw a young child in a house. These men saw him right at the birth. When he was still yet laying in a manger. And this shall be a sign that you shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace and good will toward men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass which the Lord hath made known unto us. They came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in the manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning the child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. And when the eight days were accomplished for the circumcision of the child, his name was called Jesus, which was so named of the angel before he was conceived in the womb. And when the days of the purification according to the law of Moses were accomplished, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male that openeth the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. And to offer a sacrifice according to that which he said of the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. And behold, And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and he blessed God and said, Lord, now let us, thou, thy servant, depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation. I want to bring a message today, the birth of the Saviour. Jesus Christ, Heavenly Father, Lord, as we bow before your throne, we do so with thankful hearts. We thank you, dear God, that you sent your Son, not just born of a woman, but born of a virgin. Not just born in a manger, but lived a life that no, no human being would have been able to live. And then he died to become our Savior. He was buried and rose again the third day that we might have life and have it more abundantly. Lord, I pray today that in this very special time, a time when many people around the world celebrate the birth of a Savior, There are many others just the same who do not know what even they celebrate. But Lord, as we lift up thy name today in praise, I pray that every person under the hearing of our word will truly be able to say what a joyous time it is. And Lord, I pray that you'll save the lost, bless the saved, Watch over us throughout this day and forgive us, Lord, our sin. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Amen. Emmanuel, to our visiting friends in our radio audience, as we come together this very special Lord's Day, we have come with the expectation of redemption and forgiveness of sins. This is exactly what the Scriptures speak. What the Scriptures speak of, as we've already alluded to in Luke 2, verse 10 and 11. Matthew chapter 1, verse 21 spells it out again. This is the reason why that we celebrate today, we that are saved and born again, because it says, and she shall bring forth a son. Thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall... Not might, but he shall save his people from their sins. This is the very reason for the celebration of the Lord's Day. This is the why. This is why there is so much excitement among those who have already tasted redemption. And the hope that we the redeemed have for the lost and dying souls of men, women, boys and girls around us. You see the birth of Jesus was and is of the utmost importance because this was and is God's remarkable plan of redeeming all who will believe this miracle and wonder from the heavens above. Yes upon this eve of this celebration of the virgin birth of Jesus Christ I bring you good tidings of great joy which shall be to all people. Why? For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. So as we look upon these things, and many today are already too caught up in the material things of the world, and the worry and the hustle and bustle about giving and getting and giving, Many today have forgotten that there is a special occasion going on that is the birth of a Savior. What makes Him a Savior? Everything that He is. Everything that He was. And everything that He completed as He fulfilled His Father's will. Yes, He was born of a virgin. He was born with the blood of the God the Father coursing through His veins. He was born and lived a perfect life among men and died, was buried, and rose again the third day that that salvation may be had by anyone who will believe what the Scripture says. today there are many cards and letters that are coming forth. And upon all those cards and letters it speaks of a Merry Christmas. Or it speaks of good tidings of great joy. But do you really recognize what makes it such a great event? Do you understand what makes it so special? Is that this was... Not just a man, but it was the God-man. It was the Christ child who come forth to become our Savior. The reason why today that hope is offered around the world is because of Jesus Christ and His life and His death and His resurrection. See, upon this day, you're not just going to hear about the birth of Christ, But you're going to hear about what people celebrate Easter about. The resurrection of Christ after His death. And not only that, but you will hear also of the hope that comes to all humanity who will believe what thus saith the Word of God. So the first thing that I want to look at today is we see good tidings of great joy which shall be to all people. This announcement of good tidings was and is today to anyone and everyone. To one and all who will come and see the Savior. To that one who will believe. Oh, what great joy is now coming to your ears and hopefully to your heart. You see in the book of Romans, in chapter 10 and verse 8. The Bible speaks about the fact that the Word of God and the Word that is being spoken of there was the gospel hope, the gospel message. The gospel is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. This was what was being spoken of there in Romans eight uh, or Romans 10 and verse 8. When the Bible says, The Word is nigh thee, even in thy heart and in thy mouth. What is that? The Word of hope, the, the joy... Of salvation. Everybody is with me aren't they? I'll tell you. This is something that ought to rejoice your hearts today. It's not about. It's not about all the materialism. That the the commercial world out there wants to push upon you. Because I'll tell you what. The commercial world could care less. About the virgin birth of Jesus Christ. But they will take advantage of it in order to get Christians and people of like faith to, to, to do everything in our power to make them as rich as possible. You see, oftentimes we all get caught up in that, don't we? But the greatest thing that, that you can get a hold of is today is that the hope has come. The Savior has been born. This is the good tidings. This, my friend, is the greatest news you and I could ever hear. A Savior has come to bear our sins. He has come to take our iniquities and place them upon His own shoulders. This is the good tidings and this is exactly what will bring the downtrodden great joy today to realize that all of my sins have been placed upon that little babe that was in a manger That lived a life that you and I could never live. That died a death that you and I deserved. But yet, don't leave Him in the grave. Don't leave Him upon the cross. Don't leave Him in the manger. But make sure He's in your heart. You see, that's when everything's going to change for you. That's when you're going to recognize for the first time what real joy and the peace that passes all understanding is about. Isaiah 1.18 Maybe you're here and you're saying, Well, preacher, I just don't think that he would do that for me. I believe that all, all of my sins amount to more than what he would able to take care of. But listen to what Isaiah 118 says. He says, Come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord. And I say the same thing to you that are here today. Think about what I'm about to say. That's what this reasoning is all about. To consider in your mind something. To think about what is being said. He says here, Come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. I go over to John in chapter 3. And the Bible states here something that I want you to get a hold of as well. In verse 15, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. How did he give him? He first came as a virgin born son of God. You see, he didn't have the blood of Adam, the first Adam coursing through his veins. He had the actual blood of the Almighty God coursing through him. That made him a special child, you see. But also, think about this. That special child who did not have the tainted blood of the first Adam. He was a gift given by God the Father himself. He says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So, as we look at these scriptures today, we understand what it really means to be the virgin born Son of God. He was the gift given, He was the greatest gift ever given or ever could be given to a lost and dying world John 1 29 the Bible says as John the Baptist was preaching and we brought this out in the last couple of messages the Bible says behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world folks this was this was and is what we need to be celebrating today a Savior has come Jesus Christ, the Savior, has come to purchase your soul and to pay your sin debt. And I don't mean just part of it. It's like the old song says, but the whole of it. He has purchased and paid my sin debt in full. You see, it's only good tidings to those who truly believe though. If you don't know, believe, it's no good tiding to you. As many in this world today have manifested, it is no big deal. Many today don't even know what, what, what this day is all about to the Christian and around the world. It's only a time when, sad to say, many men will be gathered around a, a liquor bottle today. I used to work with men upon Christmas day the greatest thing that they could do imagine they would sit and get drunk I don't understand that what's so joyous about that what's so joyous about being filled with with liquor that will cut your heart out I don't understand the lost world around us but this one thing I do know where I once was lost, I'm now found. When I was blind, but now I see. There's things that I've done in my life when I was blinded by Satan. That today, I that, thank God, I had a Savior who came and paid my sin debt. The good tidings. The good tidings was to all who will hear and who will come. John chapter 5, and verse 24 and 25, the Bible says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. Verily, verily, I say unto you, The hour is coming and now is when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God and they that hear shall live. Amen. You see, folks, right there is the there's the good tidings. There's what ought to be bringing mankind today. Great joy is the fact that even when we lay these old bodies down, we're going to live forever. Joy unspeakable and full of glory. John 6 and 37, the Bible states this in the second stanza of that verse. In him that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. Stop and consider it now. As we consider this day, this Christmas Eve, this Christmas Eve before the world celebrates the miraculous birth of Christ, let us consider exactly what it's all about. It's the good news that you can be saved by God's amazing grace this very day. Romans 6, 23. The, the Bible states this. You know, I know there's going to be people saying, Man, that's a different kind of a Christmas message. But it's the right message, amen. It's the right message. Because it's the message that makes the good tidings real in your life. It's not just a feel-good message that many people, many pulpits are putting forth today. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death. But, think about this, but the gift of God. What is that gift again? Think about it. The gift is the good news of salvation. The gift is the good news that you can be forgiven. The gift is that you can have uh, not just a forgiveness of sins, but a place of no condemnation in your own heart. The gift is knowing that you're saved and you're redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. That's the good news. The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. This then is the good tidings of great joy. We deserve death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now, secondly, we see peace and goodwill toward men. In Luke chapter 2, again, as we go back to our text, I'm going to wait until I hear the pages quit turning. Luke in chapter 2 the Bible states in verse 13 and suddenly and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace and good will toward men Peace and goodwill toward men. This is the only way that mankind will ever know real peace and joy. The devil only offers torments and torture, he only wishes you destruction and chaos. But the good news is that this one, who is celebrated today around the world, offers you peace and goodwill. Verse 11 states this, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior which is Christ the Lord. You see, being set free brings great joy. John 8 and 31 down through verse 36, the Bible states to those who believe are are free You're free from condemnation. You're free from the prison of guilt. You're free from the prison that Satan holds you in. Set free. John chapter 8. The Bible says, Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. They answered him, We be Abraham's seed, and we're never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou Ye shall be made free? You see there's a lot of people in the world today who are just like this. Brother Jamie spoke of it this morning. Religion. A lot of people today that are filled with religion but yet they're not free are they? Religion does not free man. Salvation frees men. Salvation makes men free. This is what is being taught here by these religious men who thought just because they were of Abraham's seed that that's all they needed. You know, there's people today that think, well, I go to church, that's all I need. No, it ain't all you need. It's a good place to be, no doubt. This is the best place in the world to be today. I'd rather be in the house of God than to be anywhere else in this world. But know this, that that's not all you need today. You need a change of heart. You need to be set free from the prison of religion. And set free from the bondage of Satan. This world today, and I've told you many, many times before over the last 19, 20 years. That listen, there are men today who have told me, Preacher, I hope I've done enough good to outweigh my bad. That's a prison that you're in, my friend. Because your good will never outweigh the fact that you were born in sin. You were born with the the blood of the first Adam coursing through your veins. Therefore, sin's passed upon you just like it is every man that comes into the world. And you need salvation. You need redemption. You need bought back. You need to be freed from the slave market. The only way that can come to pass is trusting in that Savior who was born of a virgin, who lived a life that none of us could live, who died a death that you and I deserved and rose again the third day that we might have life and have it more abundantly. I go back and I think about this word free as it's listed in... In verse 36, If the Son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. I'll go back here for just a moment and I look at this and I think about that word free. In the Greek it is a word that means to liberate, to exempt, to deliver, to make free. To make free or liberate from the power and punishment of sin, the result of redemption. That's what it means to really be free. Romans 6 is a A great discourse on what it is to be saved by the grace of God. Sin no longer has dominion over you. You're free from Satan. We are made free from a state of calamity. From a state of death. And we're given life and given it more abundantly. So I too bring you good tidings of great joy. For at salvation our souls are redeemed from the oppression of the devil. He cannot harm our souls any longer. We have been set free spiritually. And one day our future. Our future holds uh, uh, the hope that our bodies will be made free. From the oppression of sin itself. And from the oppressor the devil. You go to 1 Corinthians 15. 25 and 26 and 51 through 58, you'll see that our bodies are going to be changed one day. Why? Because of this Redeemer that everybody in the world today is so fixed upon at this one time of year. But realize, this gift is to you as well. It's not just to those of us who who are in the church house today, but it's to anyone who will listen and hear. The hope of salvation. What is the hope of salvation? It is that virgin born son of God. May God help us. Now I have just a few moments left on the radio. And I want you to think about this for just a moment in my last point. We see good tidings of great joy in that. The consolation of Israel is coming. This word consolation Means the encouragement or comfort. As you look at it in the Greek. Not only was this babe in the manger. The hope and comfort of Israel. But it's to all people as our text says in Luke chapter 2. A light to lighten the what? The Gentiles. That's you and I folks. If you're in this house today and you're not Jewish. Listen you're Gentile. And this light was given that you and I may also rejoice in that great birth that was given over 2,000 years ago. When the heavenly host came down and began to celebrate. I can't imagine what all that heavenly host was. It does not say whether it was just angels or what it was. But know this. That regardless of what it was. It was a group of individuals who came down to do what? To glorify the Savior and the God of heaven to lighten the Gentile. This is still the light which will show you the way today. It's still the light which will abate your darkness within your own soul. It'll end, or suppress, or end or a nu- nuisance. And that's what darkness is. It's more than a nuisance, though. This was just the definition that was given. It's more than a nuisance. Darkness is death. Darkness is spiritual blindness. The reason why today that we see His star that was mentioned in the Bible is because His star gave light that the Savior had come. And He's come to all who will look upon Him today and call upon Him for salvation. You see, this is the good tidings. In John chapter 1, verse 1 through 5, we see a, a word where uh, uh, when Jesus came into the world, it spoke of the light, and the darkness comprehended it not. And that word comprehended means it could not hinder the light. When light came in, and just like it does anywhere today, it's it's a pho- phenomenon that it cannot be... A, a, wished away or whatever, when light comes, darkness has to flee. There's, Hey, listen, I'm telling you. Wherever there's light, darkness cannot exist. And that's what it is in salvation. That's what it is for you today. This is the good tidings of great joy. That light has come into the world and darkness, and the darkness of Satan cannot stop it. The devil cannot overpower this light, which can and will make all the difference to you in your life. Yes, this is the greatest gift that was ever offered to mankind. The gift of a Savior. Jesus Christ, as it speaks of in John chapter 3 and verse 16 for God so loved the world that He did what? He gave His only begotten Son. To do what? To, to, to save us. Give us eternal life. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, the Bible says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Do you realize today that the greatest gift, as I said last week, Is not under the tree, but he was on the tree, an old rugged cross. Yes, that was that babe that was born in a manger. You see, a lot of people want to leave him in that manger. Then there's the religious world that wants to leave him on a cross. You see pictures of of the Savior as he hangs up on the cross. Don't leave him on the cross. Then you have those that want to put him in a grave and keep him there. The devil wanted to keep him there. The devil hoped that he would stay in that old grave. But he didn't stay in that grave, did he? He arose victorious the third day. There's where you need to have him. At the side of his father. As he bears witness for you and I. There's where you need him. He needs to be in your heart. You say, well, how does that happen? Believe. And thou shalt be saved. This is what the advice was from Paul to the Philippian jailer when the jailer asked him, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They say, you believe and thou shalt be saved. Not just you, but your whole house. My friend, today, if you're in this house, you don't know the Lord's your Savior. I say, Believe. Believe in more than just a babe in a manger. Believe in more than just a a man on a cross. Believe in more than an empty tomb. But believe in a Savior who's gone to heaven not only to prepare the redeemed a home, but to bear witness to His Father that we are His own. May God help us to see more than a babe in a manger this morning as we go to our families' homes and to our loved ones homes I want you to think more than just about the gifts under the tree I want you to think about the greatest gift that was upon the tree the old rugged cross that made a difference for you and for me who's it to? it's to all who will come he says, anyone who comes unto me, I will in no wise cast out. Listen, this is to you today. This is God's gift to you. What do you do? What do you do? What do you do? You've got to believe. You've got to trust. May God help us Is our prayer. Let's all stand, please.